0: the press box ah yes we make it through another weekend and thus a new press box podcast mike grace for my partners chris stewart and jd Byers, glad to have you aboard as we offer up just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of alabama want to find out where we'll visit our website pressboxradio.com there you can check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you On the episodes page, hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button 24-7 to hear the Press Box anytime. Again, PressBoxRadio.com. There's even a new way. Check your Apple and Google Play stores and just search The Press Box. You'll find the brand-new Press Box Radio app and take us everywhere. Again, check it out. The Press Box in both the Apple and Google Play stores. Big-time fun there. Hey, we talked college football today as we, uh, again, recap the SEC weekend. The main topic, Auburn's big win over Ole Miss. Chris Stewart and I had a chance to discuss that and hear from, again, Coach Brian Harson of the Auburn Tigers and much more, but Chris admitted it was a very big and very impressive win for the Auburn Tigers on Saturday.
1: It was a very impressive win without question. The fact that they did enough on defense but managed offensively, when you can handle the pressure of knowing that you have to score, with the frequency that you have to do uh, against a team like the Rebels, that is that's impressive. They're just they're different at home, man. They are very different at home. <laughs> it's why you got a, it's why you got a ton of Bama fans.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, going. Oh man, here we go again. Actually, that's not what they were saying, but this is a family show. Yeah, so. at large. So I'm cleaning that up. Oh, but
0: we we've talked about how Bo Nix home and away and at home fantastic the other night 22 of 30 276 yards through the air here's the tigers rush for 206 we talked about this a little bit last week you know they hadn't topped the 200 yard mark uh, on the ground since the uh, opening akron and and uh alabama state games so yeah. for them to get 206 tank migsby got 140 of those and that yeah. run game was just huge
1: well it is and and that's a guy they got to utilize i do know enough to know that most people will tell you he hadn't been used enough, and and they need Tank Bigsby going north and south instead of Bo Nix running all over the place. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And so that was, I think that was huge, huge for them to get him doing that. And, and look, I'll this is not anything, you know, monumental that I'm saying right here, but if that guy goes 140, you're gonna have a real tough time beating Auburn. Yeah, yeah. He's he's that type of he's that type of difference maker for them and they're very different squad. And um I think Brian Harson talked about that, if I'm if I'm looking at our segments right here, partner. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh Brian Harson talking about the uh the big win for Auburn and what it meant to their team and their program. That's a great win. Got a chance to
2: celebrate with our guys in there and, and uh just kinda enjoy the moment. So uh, really proud of our players proud, proud of our staff and uh, it was a great atmosphere tonight uh electric out there so we definitely fed off of that and we got a chance to to play against a really good football team and we won the game and we had some things in there that that didn't go perfectly for us uh we responded properly and and came back and made the plays we needed to and you know defense stepped up Uh, in the red zone on some fourth downs, offense, you know, did what we had to do and made plays Uh, started out really fast and special teams were good, you know, good when we need them to be uh, in certain areas. So, uh, but overall, I'm just, I'm I'm very proud of this team and coming off a bye week and the work that we did and, and really more of the, more of the mentality in this game. I didn't see anybody on the sideline flinch. Everybody had, uh, you know, the right just response in some critical moments to, to what you know for what we needed to win the game.
1: And one of the reasons they were able to do that, not just critical moments, but I guess frankly this does come down to critical moments, fourth down. Yeah. And you yeah. know coming in that Ole Miss is going to stretch you on your defensive side of the ball because they they're always a threat to go for it uh themselves. And in fact they probably went for it on fourth down too often uh, on Saturday night. But it was what Auburn did defensively, but also themselves on offense on fourth down that proved to be a big difference maker.
2: Um, I didn't know all the stats, but I, I knew we converted some. Uh, we knew that they would go for it on fourth down. So that was part of our preparation. And I think those re- those fourth downs were in the red zone. Uh, I believe all of them were. And, and we were able to make plays and, and that's that's points you know they're not going to take points um and special teams are going to go for it and we can turn we can get the ball back you kind of think of that as a turnover and, and then we had the one interception too in the end zone that was a big play uh, by Simpson so those were were critical moments in the game that we were able to win uh we obviously had <clears throat> a couple in our favor on fourth down which helped us extend drives but you know, those are things that are going to happen in a game like this when you're when you're playing against a good team. that score a lot of points. Uh, that's their mentality, and, and we need to have that same same mindset going in this game to stop them and also convert some of our fourth downs.
0: Which is exactly what they did, Chris. If you missed the numbers, uh, they held Ole Miss to just one of four on third down or on fourth down. Pardon me, one of four, yeah. and Auburn themselves two for two on fourth down. So yeah,
1: that's uh, that's obviously huge. And again, when you're when you're in scoring positions, I was just surprised. I thought I I don't know that they win that game anyway, but I thought Lane mismanaged some some things and not not atypical rolled the dice on some stuff he probably shouldn't have. Um and if if you go and it's totally not in his DNA whatsoever in any way, shape, form, or fashion on field or off, but he went conservative uh, He he. If he'd gone conservative on some stuff, he'd have been far far better off,
0: without a doubt. Yeah, uh, Get some points. a point. Better,
1: better chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late in that ball game for sure. Yeah. Um, for the Tigers, as goes Bo, so goes that team by and large. Uh, certainly with the type of plays he tries to make in a ball game, but he was. He's making not the crazy plays, this the spectacular plays, but he's making more of the routine plays, and that is a big part of why Auburn now is a team on a roll.
2: Yeah, I think he's I think he's playing consistent. <clears throat> so there's some good things uh, from that standpoint, and you know, consistency is the key uh, at the quarterback position, and he's doing that. He's tough. Uh, he's making good decisions. throwing the ball well. I think his uh, fundamentals you don't know, continue to improve and and then he's a weapon with his legs and, he, and he's i think he's utilizing that uh the right way so there's a good balance He he's just getting better he's getting better uh that's a credit to him <clears throat> coach bobo and what they're doing uh, at that position and it's showing up
0: the first adjective coach harson used to describe his quarterback was consistent yeah we haven't heard that a lot in regards yeah. to bo nicks over the years
1: no, a lot of stuff again with his talent has been shoot from the hip yeah. and that's, that's fine. As long as when you shoot from the hip, the guns pointed forward and you're, you're, it's not pointed at your foot. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he's, he's done that at times, but he's not doing that at the moment. And that's a big reason why they are, they're doing well. Uh, Lane Kiffin spoke to the media or attempted to, he did yeah. um, the voice wasn't failing him. I, I I don't know if his thumbs were sore tweeting too much and was not able to get a lot out there, but the voice wasn't exactly strong as he talked post-game to the press as well.
3: Hats off to Auburn. Um, you know, played really tough. Um, very tough environment to play in. Their crowd was great. Um, you know, Bo made a lot of plays for them, especially early on. I thought our defense, after struggling early, you know, played exceptionally well. Gave us a bunch of chance offensively to win. Um, You know, know, we don't make three, four downs in the red zone, you know, and throw another interception, so that's four times in the red zone with no points. That's gonna be hard to win, so to be in an 11-point game with that says, you must be doing something right on the other side of the ball which we did on defense. You know, Matt battled to come back in. You know, and Drummond went down, so he was down to none of his initial three receivers or initial tight ends. So really credit, you know, to, you know, Jacob Pearson and Casey Kelly. You know, he's thrown the two walk-on kids that really are doing a great job out there, um, you know, giving all. Both of them had seven catches, 200 yards between the two of them at Auburn, trying to hold up a top-10 ranking. So, um, and, you know, very courageous by Matt to come back out, limp around there. Very unlike him on the interception. It's first and ten. We have some momentum, you know. Just really a play he had, you know, had not made since last year like that. So, he's human. You know, he, he made one, and it's unfortunate. And I think that's a that's a product of forcing, you know, you get you get frustrated when, you know, all of a sudden we're having three and outs to start the second half. And that that is the problem when, you know, you're not getting a lot of plays made around you. The run game's not going well. It's, it's hard not to press.
0: I think a barely honest response from, from, from Lane Kippen, not throwing Matt Corral under the bus at all um but it, it maybe wasn't his best game 20 21 of 37 289 yards through the air for corral but uh, did not throw for yeah. a touchdown pass uh, i yeah.
1: i think that's very fair it's also um an example that they've gotten and this is not exclusive to to Ole miss any stretch but if your best player doesn't have his best game mm-hmm. in a big game you're going to have a tough time winning true yeah. and so that's that was the case and and i thought it was pretty gutty that he Left the game as he did, and still came back, and and was a factor, albeit not a, enough of a factor to win that ball game. But they stood no chance of of being in it if he doesn't come back and play. So, uh, do
0: you wonder where it, how it impacts his Heisman campaign?
1: Look, I'm, I thought Ole Miss was going to have to win out for him to win the Heisman anyway. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't think he was. There may be some aspects, and I never looked at the numbers because I. one thing. I feel like there's so so long to go before we get to the end of the year and when you actually should make that determination over who your Heisman winner is uh, or your your favorite is. But he got beat in Tuscaloosa, um, and I've, I've felt like Bryce Young has been better. Now you can make the argument if you want to, and I can't argue with it that that he's got a you know, Bryce Young. I'm not back off that. I'm not sure Bryce Young's got a better supporting cast. I'm not so sure that the offensive personnel Hmm. is dramatically better at Alabama than it is in Oxford right now. Um but there's there tends to be a narrative that is very unfair when Alabama guys do well. Well, Alabama's does well because they've got good players all around, yeah. and so they don't necessarily for that award. Even though they won it twice, don't get maybe as much credit. They're in the mix more than they've ever been, but in terms of getting support for winning it, um, it you have to be you have to be in a clear winner. I think to have a chance in Alabama because the argument gets. Well, you got so many good players around you. That's why you look so good. Yeah, I don't know.
0: For, for what it's uh, worth, uh, Bryce Young is still the favorite, uh, followed by Matt Corral and C.J. Stroud. That's the uh, is that the Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud? I think so. I should know. Yeah, I not- think I, I think so. So that that's your top three: is Young, uh, Corral, and Stroud right now. Who's who's. Do you, can you tell me who's making that claim? Is that, that oh that is Bet MGM?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it's Vegas. It. Look, the they Vegas know what boys, they're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. They they tend to be uh, they tend to be pretty good. They also figured they'll get a bunch of people betting yeah. from, from yeah. them on that as well. Yeah. Uh, let's let's flip it over to Georgia for a minute. Great win for them. Uh, Kirby Smart talking to the media afterwards about what he thought was the difference in that game.
4: Strange game. Uh, it was a, a game of momentum. And uh, momentum plays, obviously, you just described it. You know, the momentum there uh, right before the half was big. And um, basically, our turnovers were not as costly as their, as their turnovers. Our turnovers were not very good decisions by the quarterback. And then Kenny had the tough one that came out late. Um, but they were basically like punts. And um, their turnovers were much more expensive. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a strange game. I mean, a momentum game.
0: Thirty-four-seven, the final, and it's the dogs' twelfth straight win since uh, Florida got him in the cocktail party a year ago. So,
4: yeah, they uh,
1: they're really, really, really good. Georgia, yes. yeah. Um, he he was asked, uh, Kirby was, you know, why why going with. With one quarterback over the other right now, when there are a lot of people who want to see JT Daniels, but Bennett is still getting the call and still getting
4: the job done. Ultimately, the reason was continuity. Um, you know, Stetson's done a good job. Probably the next biggest thing was that JT had not really been in practice uh, as much as Stetson, going back to last week. So um, we went with a guy that's that's been practicing the most and uh, been out there the most. Uh, JT felt good last week. Uh, and then he took, you know, quite a few reps this week, um, but at the end of the day, we went with a guy that we we think had the most continuity, and and, and we thought we were playing well offensively. Over on the flip side, Dan oh, Mullen. Oh
1: my, Dan Mullen knows that something, just something,
5: has got to change. As the the head coach, the the mindset uh, of the team falls on me. Um, and where we're at, the attitude, the approach, and everything we take falls on me. And, and obviously, I know two-thirds of the way through the season right now, uh, there's not, I'm certainly not pleased with where we are. Uh, I know our, our players are certainly not pleased with where we are. I know uh, the Gator Nation I know is, is not pleased with where we are with the, the standards and the expectations within this program. Uh, but in this final third of the season, that's on me to, uh, to get this fixed. And the, uh, the approach that I take and the mindset that we play with, um, uh, uh, that's on me to get it fixed. And, uh, you know, and I certainly plan on, on doing that of, of changing this, uh, where we're at right now, um, with us and, um, in creating, um, some, some positive energy, uh, for us and some confidence for us and the expectations to feed off of each other, um, uh, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to make sure I get that right. Florida head coach Dan Mullen taking
0: responsibility for an ugly loss to top-ranked Georgia. No shame in that, but still, you got to wonder what the Gator Nation will think of uh, Coach Mullen now that his team has suffered four tough losses in this season, certainly not what anybody expected out of the Gators coming in to 2021. Hey, our thanks to uh, Chris Stewart for helping us go through all the coaches and all the games this weekend we'll do it again tomorrow and uh, talk more inside the press box we hope you'll join us if you like what you hear on the press box podcast a couple things you can do for us you can rate us review us and subscribe so you get the new ones each and every time they come out and if you tell a friend that would be fantastic they can find us on apple or google podcast plus iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast all they have to do is search for press box radio one that's press box radio and the number one for the Press Box podcast. Until next time, for J.D. Byers, for Chris Stewart, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us inside the Press Box and here on the Press Box podcast.